is a mess right now. The initial outbreak was with the Florida Marlins the first weekend of baseball. The first weekend. And all in all, I don't understand what went down with baseball. I think it was a lot of talk about the money and the amount of games because baseball is the longest season. But they should have opted for some type of bubble or they should have laid down some serious strict guidelines for these guys that are traveling and that would have been traveling. Obviously, they didn't because they had an outbreak. And like I said, with that outbreak with the Marlins that first weekend, the first report you heard about four players. By the next day, 24 hours later, there were 14. Then it blew to 18. Then you heard about the players in the St. Louis Cardinals. There have been games that have been postponed. Fortunately, the Marlins outbreak happened when they were playing the Phillies here. None of the Phillies tested positive. Then later on down the line, there was a couple of players, not players, but a couple of staff members, dugout staff and one of the coaching staff who tested positive. So not so much uh, going on with the Phillies, which is a blessing in disguise, if you will. Now, this baseball thing is really, really gotten out of hand. And, you know, going back and looking at what I mentioned about the Florida Marlins, they're only carrying 33 players on the team right now for traveling and whatever like that. So you got 18 of 33 players who tested positive for COVID-19. How does that happen? Shouldn't happen if you had a contingency plan in place. These guys brought this with them. There's no way this happened in a few days here for that first weekend of baseball. There's no way. I, I refuse to believe that it happened once they got here. So apparently baseball doesn't have a well not apparently, you know, baseball doesn't have a bubble. So these guys are probably staying home and they're doing what they do, whatever. And they're probably not being as health cautious or safety cautious as they should be. And it shows. It, it has showed where their outbreak blew to 18 of their 33, which is more than half of their team. So they're in a scramble to sign some unsigned players and free agents to fill the team for the rest of their season if they continue. Jackie Bridges, thanks for tuning in. Also, there's been talk of possibly canceling the Marlins season, which means eliminating one team from the league. Now, I don't think that's the answer because, like I said, you have some other teams, St. Louis Cardinals, who had a couple players that test positive, and I'm sure there are going to be more because baseball has not done their due diligence in safety issues. The NBA, WNBA, the NHL, they all have bubbles. And it's people are being contained and confined. They're being tested often. So they are, those three leagues are taking precedent of this pandemic and the safety and health of their players, their employees, if you will. Now, football has just started training camp, and like I reported, Doug Peterson uh, has tested positive. There were also a couple Eagles players uh, last week who tested positive, Lane Johnson, Nathan Jerry. But I think the NFL will start because they're going to require that these players wear shields. Even if you didn't wear a shield, face shield before under your, over your helmet, you will be required to wear one 
this upcoming season. And there are things that can be worn uh, as far as football. And I know people are going to say, well, how are they going to play football? It's so tight and everything, the offensive line, the defensive line, and you got to tackle. Well, these guys can wear long sleeves under their jerseys and under their pads, and they can wear gloves where there's no skin-on-skin -skin contact. So that could help. Also, I think that they need to do what baseball didn't do and have strict guidelines for players if they're not going to have a bubble situation like the other three leagues. You have to tell these players, and I know what some people are probably thinking, well, these are employees. When I'm off work, I'm on my time. Yes, that is true. But deep down, the bottom line is we're still in this pandemic. And if you haven't been paying attention, if you've been under a rock for whatever reason, this virus is killing people. People are dying from this virus. And we had some openings in Florida and other states, and then they had outbreaks and they had to shut back down. California is another state that has been completely shut back down. Okay, so this is very serious. And there needs to be some type of restriction on these players, unfortunately, when they are not playing football or in the team facilities doing film room and practices and things of that nature i also think that they're going to try and have some tests going on a little bit often uh for these players as the preseason as the season begins uh we're just into training camp so i will definitely keep my eyes and ears to that and let you know how that plays out but baseball i think I don't know if it should be shut down right now. I just think that they need to rethink their programming, rethink their plan because their initial plan wasn't a good one. And like I mentioned, you would think baseball was the ideal sport for social distancing. As far as the infield, the allotment and the layout of the plan, the layout of the land full, what's going on? The baseball is bases are 90 feet apart. And then you've got three outfielders that are probably 120 feet away from the infielders, possibly. I'm just throwing the number out there. I'm not 100% sure. But ideally, you look at baseball and you think, okay, they're, they're like the perfect league for social distancing. Apparently, they didn't have a contingency plan and they took that for granted. And you saw what happened. And now, like I said, baseball is a mess. And we will not find out what's going on with them until they get some things cleaned up so we'll see what happens with baseball now before i move on i have to go back a little bit i mentioned some boxing stuff in my previews and i just got a, a message or a comment from good friend ivan mighty mouse robinson and he mentioned the roy jones mike tyson fight so a lot of people have been asking me about that how i feel about that and then now the most burning question is Will that be good for boxing? From what I understand, it's going to be a charity fight, eight rounds. Uh, Mike Tyson looks like he's been working out, just working out, period, prior to agreeing to this fight. Roy Jones looks like he has some work to do before this fight. So I think, I think it could work a little bit in both ways if, if I could play devil's advocate here for a little bit. I think it would be good for boxing uh, for the simple fact that we all know the state of boxing right now. And I think these guys are in their 50s and early, late 40s. 
Mike Tyson, I think, is 54. I'm not sure exactly Roy Jones' age, but you've got a guy that's 54 that's in incredible shape. Looks like he can still throw things almost as good as when he was in his prime. So I think that will bring uh, some more viewership to boxing. I think that, that will help them in that way. And on the other side, because it's an exhibition, I'm not too sure how it will help boxing. Or I think it would be kind of difficult, like Melini, difficult because it is an exhibition fight. It's not a legit fight. But like I said, I also think that it will bring some viewership because people are going to be interested in seeing how these guys fight at their ages and what kind of shape they're in at their ages, uh, respectively. So, Ivan, we'll definitely keep an eye on that and see w what goes on with that fight and how it helps or does not help boxing. Now, I also mentioned in my news and updates that the Pac-12 players have sent a letter to the league offices that there is a possibility that they may opt out of the season. Um, I reported last week in my news and updates on social media that the Pac-12 has instituted a plan where they're only going to play their conference games. They're not going to play a full season. They're just going to play their conference games, and that will be their season, which I think is a good idea because, again, all of those teams are kind of local for them. Uh, the Pac-12, we know that's out west. So a lot of those teams are not far from each other. They're in kind of a general area, and I think that can be done. Uh, also, you could have those guys go and stay on campuses because school's not open. So the schools there have space. You know, they can get in and spray everything down and keep these guys in sort of a bubble or keep them confined there for those whatever number of games it is for their uh conference games so i think that may work but i think the guys are a little worried and concerned about how they plan to prepare for that because there has been no news on how they plan to prepare for playing those games or attempting to play those games in the pac-12 so again folks it's a big issue it's a lot going on like we've got the wnba we've got the nba we've seen some stuff you know the past week and so far, so good with both of those leagues. And I hope that some of these other leagues, as far as the colleges, football and basketball, take pages from the NBA and WNBA's book and development or attempting to develop a bubble. And when you do that, you have to put in a, a contingency plan, if you will. A lot of what ifs will come about. And again, I have to give the NBA kudos because I think they incorporated that in their initial stages of planning, and they are attempting that right now. Um, there haven't been many announcements of anyone testing positive other than before we went into the pandemic, and then there was Russell Westbrook. But again, immediately, he did not join the team when they initially went to Orlando. He was still quarantined. Then he went and was tested again. And had to be quarantined again once he got in the bubble. So I think the NBA is definitely, definitely on the right track with handling what's going on with this pandemic and handling the safety issues for their employees. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with the NFL. I was asked that over the weekend. 
and like I said, there there are ways that you can you can see visibly right off the surface. Like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, they can wear long sleeves. A lot of the players already wear gloves. They're going to be required to wear shield face shields. So it can be done. It all depends on what's the plan for the players after the games and after practices since they don't have or they haven't announced anything like a bubble situation for them. Will they send these guys to hotels, you know, um, like they do when they go on the road? What's going to go on? What's going to happen? Still don't know yet, so that's kind of up in the air. And But training camp has started. And I know at training camp, they are staying at the facility, wherever they have training camps. They are staying in hotels or in the dorm room, wherever they are, which is normal for them. And that's a good thing. But the question becomes, once the season starts, what are they going to do? What plans do they have in place? So we will see what goes on with the NFL and how they proceed in doing and moving forward with their season. There has already been about 30 players that have probably opted out of the season. And there will be some coaches and coaching staff members that will probably opt out as well. Because like I said, there's no plan as of yet that we know of. And these guys are thinking about their safety. You know, right now they're going home. So their safety and their family safety is on the line, if you will, with no plan in place. So a lot of these guys, players and coaches will be opting out just to stay safe. Now, will that hurt them in any way? Will they lose any pay? Like the WNBA said, some of those ladies that will not, that have opted out will not get paid. We don't know, but we will definitely find out. And the NFL has some work to do. And, you know, they can take notes from the three leagues that have bubbles, and they can also take notes from the MLB again, which I say is a mess. So they have a lot to do, and they have a lot of ways that they can look at doing these things, you know. So they already see what happened in baseball, and they see the progress of the bubbles in the NBA, WNBA, and NHL. So they have some things that they can use as guidelines, good and bad, safety issues. So they can have a contingency plan if they proceed and if they catch someone that tests positive for COVID-19. It's 12 o'clock, noontime hour. Prepare your lunch, get ready. I will take a quick break. When I come back, got some interesting things I want to talk about a little bit. I'm going to talk about an article that I saw, and the title of that article is The Study Shows That the NCAA Robs Predominantly Black Athletes of the Opportunity to Build Generational Wealth. I totally agree with that. I'm going to go over some fine points in that article in just a few minutes. It's your boy, Sports Rap D, Heat 100 Radio. You are tuned in to Sports Rap. See you in just a few minutes on the other side. We both came up on the gritty streets of Jamaica, Queens. Two street kids now, man. It's sad at the end this way. But before I go on.